Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The quality of education is one of the cornerstones when people talk about why they live where they do. There was a 200,000 student growth from 1957 through 1967. Ever since then, things have grown, and I think ultimately Oakland's contribution is to be substantial. As Oakland University celebrates another anniversary, how has it impacted Metro Detroit and vice versa? This is The Daily J. I'm Zach Clark. When we think about research universities in Michigan, most of them are pretty old. The University of Michigan is the oldest, over 200 years old. Locally, Wayne State has been around for more than 150 years. But on the Rochester-Auburn Hills border, Oakland University is not even 70 years old yet. In fact, on January 3rd, the school celebrated its 66th birthday. So, what's the backstory? There is one person that's perfect to answer this question. So, I called him. Hello. Hi, is this Dr. Harper? It is. Hi, Dr. Zach Clark at WWJ News Radio 950. How are you? I'm good, thanks, Zach. How are you? Hey, I'm doing That is Dr. Graham Harper. He's Oakland's campus historian and the dean of the Honors College. Where do we start here? I mean, we have to go back at least 66 years, but I assume we have to go back a little farther. Like, where would you start when describing the history of Oakland? I think you can go back further just to thinking about the growth Oakland generally in the county and the surrounding area. But really, when you get into 1956, you see quite a bit of movement going on in terms of what was happening around Rochester and so forth and Auburn Hills area. And you have a woman there in Matilda Wilson who could see that there was an opportunity to build something that in many ways was international, was focused on excellence, was really looking outward but was going to give a real strength to the area, was going to be embedded in the area that she really enjoyed being in when she was at Meadowbrook Farms. Dr. Harper mentioned Matilda Dodge Wilson. Before Oakland U, the property was her estate. It was called Meadowbrook Farms. In the early 1900s, following the death of her first husband, John Dodge, Matilda became one of the richest women in the world. But Dr. Harper says there's much more to her than that. This is one of the absolutely fascinating things. This was a woman that was married to John Dodge of the Dodge Brothers, of course, and a woman herself who had been an immigrant in many ways was somebody who had a kind of German background that linked to a sort of longer sort of immigrant history and then seemed to have this interest in just what could be achieved by being a bit more innovative and a bit more creative. 
And I think what we find with her is actually that, sure, she was out uh, at Meadowbrook Farm. She was a wealthy woman by that stage, and she got very involved in agriculture and so forth. But actually, at the core of this woman was innovation. What can I do that's sort of out there a bit? What can I do that can support people a bit more? You know, she was president of the Salvation Army Auxiliary, for example. She was very interested in supporting people in various ways. So, you know, you've got an innovator and you've got somebody that was outward looking and you've also got somebody who really, really thought that helping others was core to her existence. But like, why? She could have easily skipped donating the estate and the $2 million to start the university. Why did she do this? She could see that the wealth that she had could be used to good purpose and that natural fact being a woman in that position did not restrict her from that could in fact actually even give her an advantage and that she could use her influence uh, to get things done you know when given the opportunity directly given the opportunity to name the college after herself she said no you've got to be somebody who understands what empathy is and what supporting others is all about when you can say i'm going to give you all this money i'm going to give you this entire estate but I don't want to be recognized for it. And I think ultimately, as I say, that was something to do with the fact that she could see that you could work behind the scenes and get things done. You could also take a role when you needed to, and she was a powerful character. When you needed to, you could get out out in front of it and you could make a statement about what was needed to be done. When we look at the scope of universities, whether it's Michigan, Michigan State, or Wayne State, they're old. They're really old, comparatively speaking. And so, I mean, what has happened with Oakland over the course of the last uh, six-plus decades? I think what's interesting about the influence and the input and the vision, you know, there was a 200,000 student growth from 1957 through to 1967. Ever since then, I thought things have grown. And I think ultimately then... Oakland's contribution has been substantial in terms of being launched to the point at which those entering higher education were increasing in number exponentially. It was needed at the time and it was needed even more so as the decades went on. It was founded with an idea of excellence within its course and you have an institution that while it was suburban, it was kind of on that kind of edge of urban and rural It became a very contemporary institution with a kind of historic core on the other side of campus. You've got these kind of messages within the context of the institution's founding and then the way in which it was structured, literally structured as buildings and so on, that send out this message that the past and the present and the future have to kind of communicate. Experience has great value. Many of Michigan's universities, like I said earlier, have at least 100 years of experience to offer, if not more. But is there an advantage to being the new kid on the block? I wonder mm-hmm. if maybe it's newer arrival gave it a leg up because it didn't have to figure things out as it went. It knew things that Michigan State didn't know 80 years before they started. That's a really good point on that not carrying the baggage. It is important, I think, suburban university, the metropolitan university. People seem to be wondering what to do with that. And I said, you can't see it as a problem. You have to see it as an opportunity. And the fact is you don't carry that baggage of having been a small liberal arts school in a rural environment and then things growing up around you and then you having to shift your sense of self and so on. What's super interesting about Oakland is it was born as what it currently is today. It never really has to have redefine itself to be something different to what its vision was. Dr. Harper says Oakland not only represents the community in which it resides, 
but it also directly reflects the sentiments of its founder, Martha Dodge Wilson. From the very start of the Meadowbrook seminars, when you had people from all over the country, Caltech and Harvard and Yale, coming to tell people what this new institution should look like, they were talking about what does it look like when you have this kind of traditional, strong humanities, arts education, and what does it look like when you have this professional healthcare, um, engineering, medicine later on as well, all, all these things that are professional occupations. In a way, that directly reflects back on Matilda. That's where she was. She was between that kind of strong cultural, artistic sense and the sense of professional practice. And I think for the area, that kind of fits as well. Happy birthday. We've spent most of this podcast talking about the past and the present. Right now, as we speak, Oakland has a student population of over 16,000. But what do the next 66 years and beyond look like? We all have to think about what higher education looks like for the future, and I think ultimately Oakland's in a good place to do that. I don't think we can look at the last few years and just say, well, it had no impact on what the future might look like. I do think we have some changes. I think we've got to look at the and say, well, what do people need for the future to make them successful? And I think ultimately, I was looking at that very seriously. What helps students to get where they want to get to? How the world's changing, the new jobs that are coming up, you know, the new industries that are growing around artificial intelligence and so on. All those kinds of things that are going to impact and have a little bit more long-term impact. I think we've got to look at those things. Our founder said, don't forget that the future is something that I'm setting you up to pursue. I think that's where we've got to keep looking because in 10, 20, 30 years time, we should be talking about a university that knew that it needed to prepare people for things that were coming, not just for things that were happening at this point in time. Time travel is not possible, not yet at least, though I'm still holding out hope for a time machine in my future. But if we had one today, what do you think she would think today? If she was brought to campus and walked around and talked to people and saw things, mm -hmm. what do you think she would say? I think she would say, stay the course. I think she would say, don't look at the shiny things as if somehow they define everything. Look at the substance, look at the core and stay the course, you know, because I think from the very start, there was a vision there of something that was going to have that depth and then was going to be forward thinking. And it's very easy when you get into periods of higher education in the last few years of the impact of the pandemic, for example, people start to reach for things and try to actually cope with circumstances in ways that maybe it's harder to stay the course. And I think she'd say, stay the course. You're on the right track. You're doing the right things. How do you grade OU's impact? The university says that Oakland contributed nearly $1 billion to the region's economy in 2019, that is the most recent data not impacted by COVID? Or is it simply judged for making the area a more educated and desirable place to live? Shoot, why can't it be both? Thank you much to Dr. Graham Harper for walking down memory lane with us today. Check out wwjnewsradio.com for the top local news stories on demand 24-7. If you want the Daily J delivered right to you, all you have to do is subscribe using the Odyssey app or get it wherever you get your podcasts. Our theme music is written and produced by Ozone Music and Sound in Southfield. I'm Zach Clark, and this is the Daily J. Thanks for listening. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.